Hello everyone, Dr. Julie here, and you are listening to my Coffee Chats podcast. I am a health researcher, PhD trained, and chef self-trained, on a mission to leave the next generation and our planet a lot more of a healthier place. This is your space to ask questions on topics that no one seems to want to discuss, with information that is backed by research, along with a good dose of practical advice. Real talk, real people, real answers. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back, beautiful people. Can you believe we are nearly in December and nearly at the end of 2023? In this week's episode, I have some topics and questions related to this festive season. So I am going to deep dive into these and it will hopefully give you a little bit of gentle nudge and encouragement to keep on top of your well-being through this time. It is no easy task when you are already juggling so many balls. So in today's episode... I have talking about saying no, and this is in relation to foods and also requests at this time of year for doing things, how to actually enjoy this time without restriction, and what are some good reset foods for when it all goes sideways. So let's get into it. Saying no. This I am super passionate about because I firmly believe that when we say no as parents or caregivers or loving people in our children's lives, we are in effect teaching them to say no. Now, for those of you who have got toddlers, they're probably going to be like, but my toddler says no all the time. What we are actually teaching, however, is saying no to things that don't fit our values. So in this case, it's obviously in relation to food, but I've extended it to also activities or events or social occasions, basically anything that doesn't actually fit with what's important to you. Because at this time of year, all of that amplifies. So being clear on what's important to you, first and foremost at this time of year is your first step. And basically what I'm doing is giving you permission. And the reason that this is so hard is because generally we're saying no to people that we actually care about, we don't want to offend, we don't want to upset, we don't want to rock the boat. Now I do just want to push in a little bit here and open up the gendered conversation because the majority of your beautiful listeners are women, females, and we are long historically programmed effectively to be people pleasers. And that is still underpinning some of the challenge to us saying no. We can't separate that out. So even if you can't, I guess, kind of like identify that within yourself, it's still important that I say that because it will be there. There will be an undertow of that. We can't undo 30 years of conditioning with that. And remember, it's the fear of it as opposed to the actual consequence Because when you think about it, if, for example, your mother-in-law, you know, holds up some ice cream, waves it in front of your child's face, and you say no, what is actually the worst thing that's going to happen? Is she going to disown you? 
Is she never going to speak to you again? Are you never going to be invited? Well, do you know what? If that is the worst case scenario and she's doing that simply because you said no to your child having ice cream, well, it's probably a blessing in disguise because do you want someone in your life or in your children's life that, what, prioritises her own needs, thoughts and feelings over your consent for your child or your child's consent. And so understanding that because of that social conditioning, that is what makes it really hard and challenging. So I am therefore (laughs) being the voice of the other side and giving you permission to say no and encouraging you, as I said at the beginning, that it is very crucial role modeling because if your children watch you say no and watch you saying no to people that are close to you it is going to role model to them to do the same because that's what we're trying to guide them isn't it that when they are a little bit older for those of you that have got younger children for example you know I look at the age of my older boys they're 11 and 8 are they needing to say no to their peers Yes, and this is not just with food, by the way. That's the tip of the iceberg. My children have vaping at school. My oldest has just had an interview for his intermediate school and was firmly told about that too, that that's not something that they do at school. And like there's a series of consequences with that. So he's he's got to stand in the face of that without me, without me. How is he going to be able to do that if I've never role modeled that to him? And that role modeling is important and it starts from a young age. Remember, your children hear and observe more about their food environment long before that even touches their lips. So this is to give you confidence. And do I wish that you didn't have to choose with this? Do I wish that we did have a better social cultural conditioning around food and alcohol and saying no and everything? Of course. Of course, these are people who are meant to be supportive of you, who are meant to, well, effectively be your village to help guide your children to make these difficult decisions, but they're actually adding to your load. And if you can, I always think conversations about this are best had not at the time. And it will seem harder at first, but having a conversation with, so I brought up mother-in-law, right, giving ice cream at a particular time. So let's just use that as an example. If you are going to her place for Christmas lunch, for example, which might not even happen on Christmas Day, it might be two weeks before, and this is the trap of the festive season because it's not just one day, it's an extended two-month summer in this case in New Zealand or winter in the the other hemisphere kind of thing that happens so if you know that that's coming up get clear on what you want to happen and then try and have a conversation with her about it you know ideally it would be if you are in a uh, like parenting with another person that you come together as a united front because it's going to be easier but you may not be or the person that you're doing life with may not want to have that conversation but you still do and that's okay and what I would say is don't be attached to the outcome it's about having that conversation because it is going to at least put in a boundary for you and yourself and that's really important and it does mean that when it comes up or if it comes up at the time you've already had a bit of a prelude to it and as I've said several times in this podcast, across the course of this podcast, 
it is okay to be guardians of your children's food at this time. It's also okay to say no to a event that really doesn't fit for your family. Again, are these people going to completely disown you because you didn't turn up? And remember, you can decide like on the day or the day before. There is no have to's with this. There's, you know, often a meme that kind of floats around at this time of year, but I think it's powerful for all times, you know, like if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. You're not going to be able to do everything. And I see so many women in particular incredibly burnt out at this time of year because you are trying to do everything for everybody, tick all of those boxes, keep everybody happy, make everything perfect. To start with, that's mission impossible. What do your kids want most at this time? They want a happy tribe environment, whatever style or size your tribe is that's actually what they're going to remember they're not going to remember the foods that they ate 10 years ago they're not going to remember the presents that they were given 10 years ago you know what they are going to remember is if you were actually happy and I'm not saying that happiness is you know something to strive for happiness is an emotion it's going to ebb and flow but if you are doing something that you know is firmly going to make you miserable don't do it don't do it. So the second topic in relation to the festive season that I've got here is how to actually enjoy yourself without restriction. So I want to preface this with saying our food environment is stacked against us. So I believe that the just eat whatever you want approach is not in line with well-being because the eat whatever you want approach is very damaging. And deep down, while we think it's what we want, and we can come up with an example of, well, so-and-so just does this at this time of year, and it doesn't seem to affect their body shape or their body composition, or they're fine, you know? That is like, it's just, it's not helpful. It's not a helpful comparison, because also you're only focusing on the outside. You have no idea what's going on on the inside. You have no idea of their thoughts and feelings around all of this. You're only using one exterior results driven variable so don't like don't indulge that with love and care and I'm not saying you have to come at this time with heavy restriction but just the same for our children if we're going to put some guidelines in place to help this heavily stacked food environment and to help with a very challenging social cultural norm around this time that while we should just enjoy ourselves regardless some boundaries some guidelines for ourselves will actually give us a sense of control. Now I mentioned before that you know one of the traps of this time is because the festive season it's not just one day it's not just one day on the 25th of December or when you choose to celebrate your family there's many working structures today which means that the 25th of December is not necessarily the day that you celebrate Christmas. So acknowledging that you've got a good two months basically you know like from December right through to January which is a really long period of time so what I would say is given that that two month period is what you've actually got to navigate planning ahead is helpful so planning ahead for a couple of days or times or occasions where you might have some foods 
that you don't normally have throughout the year because it is marking a time where everyone is coming together is worthy. So pinpoint those and use those to have those selective foods that you wouldn't necessarily get any other time. The other times is when you fall back on what I would call, you know, your normal core way of eating. And if you can plan ahead for that, already you've made a decision, right? Like you've actually taken out the on the day, you know, should I have this? Should I have that? Should I not have the next thing? Should I be drinking? Should I not be drinking? Well, you go around and around and around and around in circles, right? Because you've actually gone, no, today is a quote unquote, let's say normal day. I don't like using those words because that implies that Again, we can sort of do a free-for-all on the other days. But for ease of explaining it, you know, this is just a a normal day. You know, maybe it's a a work Christmas do that you're going to, right? Maybe you've selected that as one of your special things. Maybe you've gone, actually, no, this is just one of my quotations, normal days, right? It's going to take out the, well, you know, oh, maybe I could just have a couple of drinks because you've actually gone, well, no, I'm not. I'm not. So first of all, plan ahead. And then you've probably picked up on what would be like – My next tip in line with this is that on those days, if there are some foods that you wouldn't normally get, then that's where you want to select them and really enjoy them. So, you know, like the difference would be, I don't know, there's like a a packet of like Tim Tam biscuits. You can get that 365 days a year. It costs, I don't know, $4. It's not very exciting. It's not unique. It's not amazing. Don't waste your calories so to speak don't waste your you know enjoyment factor on that you want to really mindfully select something that is quite special so for me on Christmas day I always do a port trifle and I really love it and to be fair it's like port with trifle not not trifle with port there is a substantial amount of port in there I really enjoy and I enjoy the taste of it and I enjoy the well like it's it's special again I don't want to use the word treat because to me a treat food is something that's incredibly nourishing but it's like I do it once a year and cooler that I can have my own jam now with it and I make it and I make a smaller one for the kids that doesn't have port in it and like I really enjoy that and it's something at, at specific to this time of year and I know it's going to be there and often I'll prep a lot of things in advance for it too. At the time as well when you are eating it again actually use this as an opportunity to practice some of that mindful eating because you know you guys know how uh, trifle is served for example I will often do like individual portions to make it easier but some of those like portions or the bowl sizes are still really big so that's when I really have to pull on my mindful eating of well am I just eating it because it's a one time a year thing am I just finishing the whole bowl because it's there or am I actually hungry now I know because I would normally have like a like a bigger dinner chances of me finishing the entire port you know trifle bowl is, is slim so that's where you really have to use that mindful eating of you know let's have a spoonful let's say it let's enjoy it and then let's have another a technique that I'll often use if you've got a big plate of food too and you're not wanting to offend someone is to actually portion it out so you can do this really subtly like take your plate kind of portion half out or you know kind of push some of the bits to the side that kind of make it half so you can kind of go right I'm going to eat this half and then I'm going to stop reassess actually sink into how full am I 
you know, have a breather, which is actually kind of meant to be part of the magic of this time of year. I don't know about you guys, but I tend to eat just like completely on the fly a lot of the time, shoving toast in my mouth at five o'clock in the morning or like scoffing down lunch, you know, for two minutes before getting back up. Again, is that perfect eating practices? No. Is it the reality of being a woman that's trying to run a business and has three children and juggle 10,000 million balls? Yes. So using this time or a day that's a lot more relaxed to actually sink in, have a slower paced meal, really savour and enjoy that and to check in with how it's making me feel, how full I am, that would be sort of my third part to that. And What I will say is use as much of this time as possible to practice this. You're not going to get it right. You know, years of conditioning behind this is going to make it tough and hard. And so this brings me nicely to the third topic on this episode around resetting. And the caller's question was in relation to what are some good reset foods at this time. And I'm actually going to expand that into all aspects of well-being. Because where, again, the cycle can come at this time of year is you kind of go, oh, well, I, I stuffed up that. You know, I stuffed up that party. I stuffed up that occasion. You know, what is the point? I'm just going to be like free for all for the next few days now. And that's what we really want to catch. Regardless of body composition or sort of quote unquote any kind of like negative impacts on your immediate physical well-being it's not going to be positive for your mental well-being with that because again when we feel like we've got a sense of ownership and control we are going to naturally enjoy this time a lot more so having some tools to help you reset or when you feel like you're starting to slip down is really helpful and as I said the all the question was in relation to food, so I'll chat about that, but I would encourage that when you start to feel things slipping, like go at it with all the tools in your arsenal around the four big aspects of well-being, which is going to be food and sleep, activity and movement and purpose, which at this time of year I'm actually going to say really encompasses me time. I'm going to delve into this a bit more next week, but let's talk about this. So food first and foremost. Great reset food is going to be breakfast, you wake up, and I'm going to say eggs, because it's going to cut your decision-making process out. Eggs, you can have them any way, and it's kind of a, right, yesterday was a bad day, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have eggs, I'm going to reset. Why eggs? Because they're fast, they're easy, they're high in fat, they're high in protein, they're going to help to balance out any insulin impacts that might be remaining from the night before keep that blood sugar stable not produce an insulin spike which is going to set off a roller coaster of emotion they're easy to divvy out in terms of you know go for two eggs or three eggs boom done you can add in some veggies or other protein if you need to but use that as your reset food now I mentioned the other aspects of well-being so as I said try and come at this with your arsenal often we are using food in replacement of another need and so allowing yourself some time some rest even if it's five minutes even if it's shove the kids in front of tv grab a cup of tea coffee herbal tea soda water sit slightly away from them ideally away from the stimulation or the noise breathe read don't be on your phones if possible because it's really triggering and it's also going to keep your brain stimulation going and just to take that rest. If you need more rest at this time, do so. And 
just because you see lots of other people, you know, supposedly, and I'm going to say supposedly because we don't know, we're just absorbing what comes through our feed, you know, enjoying this time of year. For a lot of people, it's actually a time where some exhaustion from the year really catches up. So just be aware you might actually need more rest at this time of year. If you are more introverted by nature, social events are going to drain you. So you're going to need additional rest or additional decompression time to actually recover from those. And that's why saying no is really important because it's actually going to not only take off your load at the particular time, but it's also going to take off in some ways the extra time that you need to recover from it. So keep in mind your rest. And then movement is also going to help your blood glucose. Plus it's going to be great for your mental mindset. Getting outside, moving your body in a way that you enjoy, not to burn off calories. Move your body in a way that you enjoy. If you can, maintaining some muscle resistance work over this time is going to be the most beneficial because it's going to use that blood glucose. It's going to help to burn through any of that that's in your bloodstream. And that's what we really need. And, you know, because this festive season, again, is two months of the year, it's very easy to slip. You start to lose your muscle resistance work after about three weeks. So, you know, Two months can go by and you've actually lost a bit of that. And it's not that you can't get it back, but it's so much easier to maintain than it is to build again. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're trying to be selective of the type of movement that you do and when time is limited. My last one here that I've got on me time. So I'm going to dive into this in next week's episode because there's so much at this time of year. But I've put this on here because, again, Stealing those moments for yourself when you are giving so much, when there is so much extra pressure and so much extra have-tos is going to help to keep your cup full and it's going to help to reset yourself. I guess acknowledging that there might be some tax with that and if you haven't listened to my podcast a little while back on relationship tax, this will help you because it's going to give you some ideas of how to kind of be a step ahead of that with the tax and to be aware of that. Um, and also to still do it anyway, because it's going to make a big difference. Okay, Woo. that was Fast and Furious of tackling tips at the festive season. I am also about to launch into my 12 Days of Christmas Bonanza. So this is online, on Instagram, on Facebook. I do 12 days of giveaways where I basically give away as much as I can of all of my amazing products. So this is on my main profile, Dr. Julie PhD and Dr. Julie's Kitchen. Plus, I have daily deals as well for you guys. This is my last kind of big push or big special. Um, so jump into that. Keep in mind these festive tips. And I'm going to see you same time, same place next week. I just want to do a shout out to our incredible sponsor, 06 Coffee. As you all know, I am coffee obsessed. And 06 is a local New Zealand company, also very waste conscious. Coffee does not ask questions, coffee understands, and coffee gives you five minutes peace in the chaos, which I really hope you get today. Please use the code 1506 for 15% off. 
that's it for this week's episode. If you do have a question, please drop it into the contact page of my website or a DM on Instagram. Everything from food, well-being, business, motherhood and life questions are answered here. I do really hope you get in a peaceful cup of coffee or at least take some time to yourself today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast to keep up to date and make sure you don't miss an episode. Until next week, with love, Dr Julie.